really great to be here with you all this morning. It's great to be face to face and it's even better to be in one of my safe spaces. I always feel safe here and I hope that you do too. Um, today's talk's going to be a little bit more difficult for me today than normal and um, that'll come, you'll come to understand why later on in my talk. But what I can rest assured in, and I hope that you can too, is that just like this picture here, Daddy holds me up. He is my strength and he is my support. So let me get into it. Let's pray. Father God, Abba, Daddy, we come together in your precious name and we pray that for the next few minutes our minds, hearts and spirits will truly be open to receive the wonderful message that you know us, that you are with us no matter where we are physically, emotionally and spiritually. Thank you, God. May your words be my words. May it bring glory to your holy name. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So, I grew up in a, in a small but comfortable three-bedroom department of housing home. I was lucky to grow up with a, a mother who's here today and um, a father, an older sister who was my voice for many years and a younger brother who my sister and I helped to stay out of trouble. We wisely warned him against all the things he shouldn't do to get into trouble and mostly we were successful in that. I might add though, I don't think we were all that naughty, that's my recollection anyway, but mum's here and you can ask her later if you really want. Now since this term we're looking at the topic of daddy's girl, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my dad. He did and he still does know me. He can look at me and know my struggles and see that I'm struggling. He can know what to say and sometimes what's just as important, what not to. As a little girl, I remember coming home from school countless times in tears, with deep sadness at having been bullied and teased about a speech impediment I had. He'd pick me up, he'd put me onto his lap. I'd feel safe there. He'd remind me that I was loved by the people that really mattered and that I couldn't make people like me. It was their loss, not mine, he would tell me. I'd sit there and I'd cuddle him, I'd feel safe. He'd call me his little snugger because I loved getting hugs. I still do. Hugs are the best, they make everything better, don't they girls? And I don't know about you, but in, in this time of social distancing, the hugs is what I'm really missing. As years went by, he continued to teach me that I can't control what others say, do or think, but I could control my responses to whatever was happening. Easier said than done though, hey. Even the Bible warns us. I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For, for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep doing. I don't know about you, but I actually chuckle at these words sometimes. They remind me of something that would come out of Mike Brady's uh, mouth from the Brady Bunch. You remember that show? How well did he know his kids? And I used to love watching it and seeing just how intuitive, loving and understanding Mike Brady was with his children. Not dissimilar to our own God. Now back to my dad. I have lots of great memories and some of the best ones were when I was his little and in later life, bigger helper. I helped him in the gardens, preparing the pool for summer, and who didn't love to be in a pool in summer? Painted through the house and did other jobs just to feel close and connected. 
I was his chief cutterina, he would tell me, when it came to painting, and we painted the house many times. I vividly remember Dad and his love of a shed. Okay, every man loves a shed, I get that, but this was something else. I want you to picture this. Big storm, outside, blue stubbies, singlet short, the singlet top, long socks and work boots, holding his shed up, closing up the doors, making everything safe and secure, making sure it was okay. Quite funny to watch, but when I think of it retrospectively, I suppose to a large degree, he did exactly the same for my sisters and I, oh, my sister, my brother and I, as we were growing up. He and my mum, of course, have held us up, made sure we're okay, and supported us through many tough storms. For that, I'm ever grateful. Truth be told, they're holding me up even now as I speak to you. We also endured some financial and emotional tough times where my dad wasn't physically, emotionally, or, um, or physically or emotionally present because he was working unwell or away. During those years, I longed to feel safe and close and I yearned for his attention and affection. I wanted to have my dad's safe lap. I wanted his cuddles. I just wanted to sit and feel protected. Regardless of if we, we as a family, were in the good or the not so good seasons, I still always knew I was loved by my parents who did the best to provide for us. This knowing that I was loved far outweighed the things that went that I had to go without. I realised early in life that love far outweighed material possessions. He taught me to be true with my heart, my feelings, my relationships, and to own my own mistakes. And that's a tough one to get your head around growing up. He and my mother showed me that real relationships True relationships are worth it. They're based on love, trust, hard work, and a true sense of knowing each other. So that's a little about my dad, who I love and admire. Did I mention he's 82 and he still works? Pretty inspirational and strong man, I have to say. <clears throat> I learned a lot from him over the years, watching him handle and overcome adversities. Little did I know that many of the morals and traits that he instilled and, his, and the sense of love and conscience that he told us to uphold were also God's teachings. I didn't necessarily grow up in a Christian home, but I did know who God was and believed in God. But God started pursuing me early in life and he kept putting strong Christians in my path until I walked in the, in the room here about eight, nine years ago now. Thank God. <laughs> now let's move on from talking about my dad. Now you know a little snippet about my history. And I want to talk about the God who pursued me then and is pursuing me now and is pursuing you too. I'm loving the series of Daddy's Girl, which I hope you are too. I hope you're more confident, secure in your relationship with God, our Father. I've loved hearing from the stories that our girls here have been giving us uh, we've heard who, um, uh, uh, who's your daddy, daddy listens to me, daddy's girl is a son too, daddy's girl obeys. And last week we, had, we heard from daddy's boy, Tony, our minister, who reminded us that we do truly belong to daddy. Our father has us girls. What a great blessing it is to be in relationship with God. I love today's verses 
and through them God has been speaking to me in all kinds of beautiful ways. God has been reassuring and reminding me that he knows me. He truly knows me. He knows me best and he loves me most. He accepts me, he comforts and strengthens me through good and bad times, regardless of my fears, my faults, my struggles and my sins. Yes, he does indeed know me best and love me most, just as he does you. Let's take a closer look at Psalm 139, which for me also is one of my favourites. In verse 1 to 4, we, he, we read that he knows us, he knows our habits and our thoughts, where we are, what we're doing, even our words before they come out. In order for you to understand how intimate and personal this knowing is and this psalm is, I'm going to reread the first four verses from the Amplified Version, but in, I'm going to put in place my name. But this is not meant for me alone, so where I say my name, insert your own. O Lord, you have searched Dee thoroughly, and you know her. You know when Dee sits down and when she rises. Dee's entire life, everything she does, you understand Dee's thoughts from afar. You scrutinise Dee's path and Dee's lying down. You are intimately acquainted with all Dee's ways. Even before there is a word on Dee's tongue, still unspoken. Behold, O Lord, you know it all. How does that sound now? Can you hear just how well God knows me and knows you? How beautiful and intimate is this psalm when you read it like this? Psalm 139 can be your personal psalm too, your own personal prayer and praise to the Lord. I challenge you to read the rest of the psalm using this approach. And as you do, stop and ponder at the bits that speak to you and know that in that space, God will meet you because he knows you and he hears you. In verse 5, we read that God knows our past, our present and our future. He, went be before, uh, he goes before us in our future. He's been behind us in our past. And right now in the present, he has our hand upon us all. Verse 6 to 10, this is where we should really stop and stand in awe of our amazing God and Father. He knows us so deeply. Do you understand that it's impossible for anybody to know you as well as he does? He knows all the parts that you hide from others. He knows you the most. It's impossible for us to ever know anyone to the depths that he knows us. How can you not stand in awe at that amazing truth? We can't escape God. <laughs> Adam and Eve tried, but God knew where to find them. Jonah tried, and look what happened to him. I know there are times that I have avoided and tried to hide from God because of guilt or shame, but he pursued me anyway. He finds me in my hurt and gently pulls me back. There is nowhere we can escape God's presence. There is nowhere we can escape his spirit. I love verses 8 and 9, where God poetically reaffirms that God knows you so well because he is everywhere. And I'm going to read the next few verses and I'm going to get you a little bit involved. I want you to point to the directions of what it is that I'm saying. So if I send to heaven, you are there. Where's heaven? Yep, let's call it north. If I make my bed in the Sheol, you are there. Sheol is another word for grave, the place of the dead. Where is that? Yep, let's call it south. If I take to the wings of the morning, where does the sun rise, girls? 
to the east, exactly. Perhaps a few directionally challenged people here today, but that's okay. We know the sun rises in the east, don't we? But this is, all, this is not just representing the east, it's also representing the fact that he's there in the morning at the early light and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Before you go pointing, I'll give you some background there that David was referring to the Mediterranean Sea, which was to his west. <laughs> um, so again, this is referring to um, the west, but also the night. So he's in the north, he's in the south, he's in the east, he's in the west. He's in our living, he's in our death. He's in um, our morning and our night. That's reassuring. I find comfort in verse 10, which reminds me that God's hand leads me and his right hand, which is a symbol of strength and power, holds me. I really find comfort in these words. He knows us, is with us, and has hold of us at every time of our lives. Do you need more evidence that God knows you yet? Are you yet not convinced? How about I pull it apart just a little bit more? Verse 11 to 16. He sees you in your darkness, in your sin, in your pain and in your dark places. He lights up those spaces if you let him. He knows you. He is with you. You can't hide from him. But you're not going to see him or feel him unless you invite him into those dark spaces. God created you. Every one of you. He knit together and formed you in your mother's womb. Just as you are, he declares you fearfully and wonderfully made girls. You're unique, you're wonderful, you're awesome. You're made in the image of God. He made you on purpose and for a purpose. One of those purposes is to know, trust and become more like Christ. Does that speak to your heart? It makes mine bound to know that I am fearfully and wonderfully made regardless of where I am and what I'm going through. Please don't ever forget it, girls. And don't forget, you are not alone. God knows you, truly knows you. And he calls you his daughter. What a blessing. He knows the number of days we'll live. He thinks about you all the time. His thoughts can't be measured. Try counting the stars or the grains of sand on the beach. It's immeasurable. You can't do it. And that's the same as God's love and thoughts of you. God knows your sin and loves you regardless. He doesn't reject you like people do. You are safe in his arms and in his presence. I've been thinking a lot of what it means to be known by God so intimately. Let's face the girls, as close as we are to some people in this world, there's parts of our hearts, thoughts and minds, or our histories, that we never reveal to anyone. You know those secrets you hold. Perhaps they raise shame, embarrassment, guilt, anger, or other big emotions we don't want to deal with. Your darkest, deepest, deepest, darkest, deepest secrets that you may not trust any, to anyone for fear of rejection. But the great news is that even though people may reject you, God never will. God loves us. He chose us, regardless of our sins and shortfalls. Romans 5.8 reminds us that while we were sinners, Jesus died for us. God knew us enough to have plans in place to return us to him. That is grace personified. God knows what is needed to accomplish his will in our lives, regardless of what type of relationship you had with your earthly father. We should be confident and comf comforted knowing that God, our father, 
will never leave us or forsake us. That can be found in Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. Because as Matthew 28, 20 tells us, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of age. God's love for you and knowledge of, you, of your need for him meant that he sent Jesus, his only son to earth, to lead us, teach us and reconcile us to God by dying on a cross for you and me. Jesus' death on the cross means that your sin, your shame, your fear, your failings are not what God sees when he looks at you. He sees your true nature. He sees your heart. But you need to invite him in, accept him, repent and follow him if you want God's promises of peace, forgiveness and life everlasting. I have full trust, belief and faith that Father God does indeed know me. He knows everything about me, who I am, who I've been in the past and who I'm yet to become. The way that God knows me is beyond explanation and does indeed leave me in awe. I feel loved, protected, comforted and blessed to be called his daughter. I'm sure I'm not alone in saying that 2020 has been one hell of a year and for many it's been the worst. Personally, I've been battling physical and emotional injuries from my work as a paramedic. I'm not ashamed to say I'm still fighting to regain my strength in all aspects of my life as I take time to heal and recover. I've experienced deep hopelessness and despair, feeling more alone than ever before in my life. But even through battling PTSD, I have known and trusted that God knows me, holds me, and girls, he hears me. None of my tears have gone unnoticed. He's collected every single one of them, and I believe he will pour them over me in blessings somewhere else. He has purpose in me yet. He's surrounded me with a team of amazing practitioners who are my voice when I don't have one. They help me rationalise and find words when I can't. They make me feel safe, heard, and valued. I know that God has guided me in finding the right fit for what it is that I need when I need it. I've also been grieving a recent loss of my mother-in-law, who I loved dearly, who I couldn't attend a funeral because of border closures. Some days I haven't had the energy or the words for prayer, and I'm sure you can all relate to this. This is not just my own story. But thankfully, I have Christian friends that have that under control for me. And the Holy Spirit understands my groans and, and interprets them into words. And God knows what those words are. He knows my pain and he knows my needs. And I'm not sharing this, girls, because I want sympathy or attention. I share this because I believe one, two, many of you out there are fighting your own demons, trauma, loss, heartbreak, PTSD maybe and that you wonder sometimes if God hears you or he really knows you, truly knows you. And I'm standing here today strong, as strong as I can be, only by the grace and strength of God. And believe me when I say that, it's only by his strength. And I know and trust and believe in the depths of my heart that he truly knows me where I'm at. I can only reassure you that God has heard me in my prayers and my groanings. His knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. 
God my Father, your Father, our loving Heavenly Father, knows me, is with me, but more importantly knows you and is with you too. For now I hang on to verses 23 and 24 of Psalm 139. In prayer I use it, trusting, knowing and believing that he alone will lead me through this journey. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting. Thanks, girls, for allowing me to be vulnerable but yet still feel safe in the process. God bless you all, and I look forward to seeing you next week.